Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Wednesday morning. I, I, I'm losing track of days here. Glad you guys could join us here on a Wednesday morning. We appreciate you tuning in at supertalk.fm. Wherever it is, you get podcasts. We appreciate you making us part of your day, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. I'm very tired. I could go for some some caffeine. I might I might have to. Just, You're gonna become a coffee drinker. Just, I'm gonna drink like a shot. I'm gonna get an espresso. Yeah, you can do that. Shoot it down. I mean, that'd be great if you became a coffee drinker. We could sit up here together and do the show, and I could have my whatever, and you could have your whatever, and we yeah. could just sit here and I, I see, I went to the get doctor. all jacked up on caffeine. went to the doctor after a sports talk the other day, Monday, and I got a steroid shot, and so I didn't sleep well. Yeah. And so here I am. Yeah. Woke up at 3.30. So I, up, was up since, I up before Justin Strawn? That's the real question. And So you've been up since 3.30 a.m. today? Yeah. Ah. I'm very tired. And, I, I, I would guess and I've so. driven to Oxford, so well. I, th- I think you have a uh, a free coffee sitting yeah. there waiting over there at Strange Brew for you. I, I as well have another one, and it is something I have never had before. It uh-huh. is an albino rhino. Albino rhino, um, which mixes a couple of my favorite things. Sure, it has hazelnut mm-hmm. in it, and it also includes like the blueberry cobbler. It's like one mixture here. A blueberry hazelnut thing. So, yeah, so it's the albino rhino. It's apparently one of their, you know, deals. But I, I'm such a, like, there's like three things that I always get. I, yeah. I'm kind of Creature stuck of in my ways. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take my free albino rhino that, that you guys out there, uh, you know who you are, uh, gave me. And uh, it is much appreciated. And nice. I won't pander for free coffee, but I'll sure drink it if anybody else wants to go buy me some. There you go. I uh, also want to thank our sponsor at, at uh, College Corner. Go check them out at collegecornerstore.com or either one of their two locations. They're in Fleet, by Fleet Feet in Ridgewood, Ridgewood, Ridgeland. I combined those two cities there for a second. And in Flowood, they're over by the Half Shell. And, of course, they have the best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi, nay, the world. <laughs> so check them out. Whatever you're looking for, they've got you taken care of. If it's maroon and white, you will find it at College Corner. Apparently, Brian Tyree is doing it again for Ole Miss as we record here. Who are they playing at? Missouri? Missouri. How many has he got? Uh, he scored 10 in like the last two minutes. Yeah, he's he's wanting to do that. Uh, yeah. But anyways, 55-55 as we record here. with Them winning doesn't hurt Mississippi State right now. In fact, I guess it would help. It would help. Because it gives you, gives you an opportunity with that last game at home to maybe get a quadrant two win. Let's talk about baseball real quick. Just just want to get your thoughts on something. You know, State's uh, game against Sanford was canceled on Tuesday night. Uh any indication from the university they're going to make that up? or, or? I mean, there's been no indication. I'll, I'll ask Chris Friday after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Not if I th- ask him first. Well, you can ask him if you want. I don't care. Um, but they'll, <laughs> they'll, make, they'll either make it up or do like they did last year and add in a, just a random something at some point to, to get back yeah. to the 56 games. Right. So, I, yeah, they, they're not going to not play a game. Um, they, they'll either make it up or they'll, they'll squeeze something in somewhere else with somebody else. Do you think that for a team like Mississippi State, where trying to figure things out on its pitching staff, especially in the bullpen, is it is it a big negative to lose an early season game like that? I mean, it's not ideal. You'd like to play that game suboptimal. And, yeah, it's suboptimal. Okay. But I, you can say that because you're on the network with him. So yeah, that's true. It's we, we just share. We're friends here. Yeah. We're family. Family. Um, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's not like 
you would like to get as many innings and see who you can trust and who you can early on so that but but there's time I, I don't think that there's you dang what you don't want to do is you dang sure don't want to get out there on a wet field and somebody you know rip an acl or foot slip and you tweak a shoulder or elbow right. or i mean no, you definitely don't want that i mean at the end of the day would you like to play the game yeah but you don't want to go out there and play it in miserable conditions and you don't want to get samford over here and then just rains all day and it was a wasted trip so i i mean i get it and from a uh nobody cares but from a media covering perspective i kind of like that they uh, canceled the game 24 hours in advance so we didn't get to the ballpark and just have to sit around for right. three hours waiting. Nothing them. worse. Nothing worse than that. You're just sitting there like, but, we're going to play? They're going to play? But big picture, yeah, you want to play it, but I don't think that... I, I think that you I mean, You get what like, I'm saying, yeah, though, that, yeah, you, that this is an opportunity for guys to get innings. It is. It is. I mean, it's an opportunity for, like, Carlisle Costler. He could have went out there and rinsed out the bad taste out of his mouth from his first appearance on Friday, which was, again, suboptimal. Thank you, Brian Scott Rippey. But uh, it would have given you an opportunity to, to let him get some good vibes going into the weekend in case you need him in relief. Um, things like that, but it's still early. You, you still got, what, three weeks or so before SEC play starts? Um, you got time. Um, I, from a selfish perspective, I, I would have liked to have seen them mm-hmm. play midweek just because – Kind of like you said, I mean, it gives you more chance to see more of the arms that that are kind of competing to, to fill out that bullpen and stuff. You, you just kind of get a better feel for the team. But I don't think that we're going to be sitting here in May thinking, you know what, if they just played Sanford back on February or whatever, th- this would be different, you know, so. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I was, I'm sitting here looking at uh, Oregon State's uh, baseball page, and they've got to be scratching their heads, right? Due to Cole Timps and Starkville Friday, like, what are, what are Oregon people thinking? Like, Cole, what? Isn't the purpose of going south <laughs> to <laughs> avoid this? Yeah. Oregon State, by the way, lost uh, yesterday. They played a Monday game uh, to BYU. Lost 4-3. to three, So, And they lost – they take two out of three over the weekend. Is that right? I'm sorry. I thought you had their schedule. I, right I, just, I, just, I just went to their Twitter page. So okay. let me see if I can find it here. That's a good question, though. I, I want to say they were 2-1 and one after the after, – so I guess they're 2-2 two and two now. Oregon State started the season with, uh, yeah, they were two and one. They played uh, one game against New Mexico, and then two with Gonzaga. They beat New Mexico, split with Gonzaga, and now they've lost to Brigham Young. So they are two and two on the very, very young season. Basketball is not a young season. It's coming. We are definitely in the stretch run. Uh, Mississippi State, if you saw on Tuesday. Uh, moved up a spot, or a line, I guess I should say, in Joe Lenardi's most recent bracketology, now sitting in the first four out. Which means, I think, a 2-0 and week might get them into the last four in. Uh, they have an opportunity tomorrow, tonight, as you're listening, uh, with South Carolina, who is a decent RPI, or net team, 64. So this should be a quadrant two game for yep. the state if they can win it. Um. But I feel like there's there's very little margin for error. I, I, I'm at the point now where I'm not sure. They could probably lose one. Depending, but on, it, depending the one. on the one. They could lose this one. They could lose to Alabama. I think that's it. They can't lose to anybody else. 
they go to South Carolina too, right? Yeah. So if you win this one, you could lose at South Carolina. Right. You need to split with South Carolina at absolute worst. Um, and it really better to win the road game, to be honest. That's a quadrant one win. Yeah, probably. That's weird how that would work, but it is. Yeah. Uh, everything about this is weird. I don't get how State goes on the road to Arkansas, yeah. wins at Arkansas, and their net drops. I, I don't I don't get that, but whatever. There's a lot of stuff I don't get. Um, I think you're right. I, I think that you're in a spot now where – I mean, every game's – you could probably, like you said, lose one, but it feels like every game's a must-win. That's what the guy said today. We were talking to Abdullah Dew and, and Tyson Carter and Ben Howland, too, and, and, and it's basically – you hear this in sports sometimes, but State is basically in playoff mode already. It's basically have yeah. to win every game. and It's already win or go home. And, and can I just – I don't feel like this team can win out. Okay. I just don't. Do you? I mean, they're so up and well, down. Well, they're going to have to. I guess where I'm going with this is, I think this team is going to go to Nashville and need to win a couple. That That's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, a couple might be asking a lot. It, it may be, but do you – I mean, l- let's be real here for a second. Do you, think, do you think this team can win out? No, but I think if they go 12-6 and six, and they would finish, what, 21-10, and 10, I think that might be enough. It'd be close. It'd be close. You would need to probably win one in Nashville, but – you know, winning two probably means you're playing LSU, Auburn, Kentucky. Yeah. So, but there's a you know at the same time, I have to look, but there's an outside chance that State could finish fourth and get an extra buy. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, when you look at South Carolina, I mean, it's Frank Martin, so you know what you you sort of know what you're getting, right? And 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 Hallen and Abdullah Du, I believe, spoke about that today. Yeah. When they said that this is going to be a very physical matchup. And Abdullah Du's words, it was, it's going to be a no blood, no foul tonight. So. That said, he just jinxed us. Yeah, we're gonna sixty three fouls total. <laughs> Teddy Valentine's coming to wreak havoc. Uh, is I mean, he coming? Do you I know? No, that? I okay, no gosh, I, no idea. you just sent a shiver up my spine no, because no. there is nothing a beat writer hates more than an eight o'clock tip and TV Teddy in the building. Oh my God, I forgot it's eight o'clock. Yeah, TV Teddy coming in for an eight o'clock tip. Just we'll be doing this podcast tomorrow night around one a.m. It'll be like the Egg Bowl. <laughs> uh, as you might guess, with South Carolina, they're very, very strong defensively. Uh, allowing teams to only shoot 38% against them, only shooting 29% from behind the arc. Great perimeter defense. Um, they're, that, they're red hot, man. They, they've won three in a row, I think six out of seven, something Yeah, they're like that. playing really well. Yeah. Sort of the same thing they did last year. They, they, they Not great in the non-conference, but they played well enough in conference play. But their non-conferences, that's why their net's a 64. They're not going to get in. But they're currently, you know, I think they're ahead of state in the conference, right? They're uh, what's what's this? Yeah, they're eight and four in the conference. They're a game ahead. Um, out rebounding their opponents by about three rebounds per game. One place that they they are weak is on the free throw line. Only shooting sixty two percent from the free throw line. So they're leaving yeah. a lot of points there. Uh, obviously, <laughs> our our, uh, our buddy Garrett Hodge asked today. Asked Ben Howland, um, given their struggles on the free throw line, could you foresee a situation where you're like just where you don't mind fouling them to get them a on hack the of line? Cock. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Ah, uh, anyway. Yes. Nine doesn't she. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails. Anyway. I feel like Brandon um, Walker all of a sudden. That was like gratuitous profanity there. <laughs> what the hell, Joel? <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Ben Howland said no. We, he said no. We, 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 we are not going we, to allow them to, to have free that. points. Um, we'll not do that. So that, that's not going to be the game plan. But but you're right. They are pretty, pretty not a, awful. Yeah, 62% is 
that's not great. Um, and for a coach like Frank Martin, Frank Martin, I have to assume that drives him absolutely batty. I, I imagine we'll see some stomping of feet on the free throw line. Is there a coach in the maybe the nation that's as different on court and then off court as Frank Martin? You know, it's funny. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on Sports Talk Mississippi, and we talked about how how utterly professional and calm demeanor Frank Martin is. Yeah, and I will never forget. I think it was last year. You know, you know where the visitor locker room is. You can hear what's going on. He was peeling the paint in there. Uh-huh. I mean, you could hear him. Yelling's not the word. Screaming. There's a difference between yelling and screaming. He was screaming, and then he walks in there, and I think we're about to get our we're about to get blistered. And he could not have been nicer. <laughs> Just answered all of our questions. Was yeah. very professional about it. You know, he's the guy a few years ago at the Final Four. When uh, they had the Sports Illustrated for Kids asked who asked a question, and of course some of the beat right, some of the you know stodgy old guys, well, why is this guy in here wasting our time? And he couldn't have been nicer to that kid and gave him a very good detailed answer. So yeah. he's he's it's it's really sort of weird. And I think the athletic was it before this season or last did a like a poll of random players. I can't remember now. Yeah, who it was and a lot of them said if they could play for a coach other than their own, it, was it would be Frank Martin. So I mean, he's just, a lot. He a lot of players respected. A lot of people they crave discipline. They want that kind of thing in their life. You know, they need it. Some people need it. I could use it. Hell, that's why you hired me. Well, you're not doing a very you, good job. To keep you in line, I guess. I keep you under seven most days. Under under what? Under seven. Oh, the words on the show anyway. I can't walk around with a bar of ivory soap and shove it in your mouth every time you bust out an f bomb. But you know what? I I do what I can. I guess. Now you're playing the role of Bob Carscadden over there. Somebody sent me phone. a text that's important. <laughs> Talking to Honey Gold there. You just be quiet. Uh, A.J. Lawson, leading scorer for the uh, the Gamecocks, uh, almost 14 points per game. Uh, Jermaine Cousinard, uh, 11, or 12 points a game. Malik Coates are the only other player in double figures at 10.4 points per game. Leading rebounder for the uh, Gamecocks. Uh, also, uh, Coates are at 6.5 uh, per game. Not a great rebounding team, but they're they're out rebounding their opponents. Um, turn the ball. Their assist turnover is not not great. It's uh, basically one to one. They're a good team, not a great team, um, but they can be trouble. And they're going to, and for Mississippi State, a team that we have seen throughout the season get frustrated with physical play sometimes, get frustrated with with fouls being called or not being called. This is a this is going to be a real gut check for this team. I, I feel. Yeah, I do feel like that, that state has played better at home, like a little more consistent at home. Um, so I think that plays into their favor. I'm interested to see because uh, state's played really well at home of late, and they've had really good crowds at home of late. I think that's kind of helped. That, I'm interested to see yeah, because I, I don't foresee an eight o'clock tip, and I think. There's like more rain and stuff moving in tomorrow night. If too. you had beaten Ole Miss, you'd, like, have a, you'd have a good crowd. Yeah, but and I, MSU fans, and this isn't a criticism. It's just I think it is what it is. But it really does feel like partly because of of how you know everybody's got to drive from Jackson or Tupelo or wherever. It's for almost everybody. It seems like there's at least an hour drive, except the the people that live right here in Starkville. But um, it just seems like there is a 
some actual fair weather fans. Like if it's raining, they're not going to come. You, you right. couple that with an eight o'clock tip, and nobody wants to drive home at, at midnight, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Get home at midnight, one a.m. in the rain. In the rain, nobody wants that. And then wake up at six a.m. go to work or right. whatever. No, yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, so it's, I'm, it's I'm not anticipating that great of a turnout. So but that's you, it. I think, you wonder if that affects things a little. I bit think that more, regardless of those today. of those other things, if you had just beaten Ole Miss, people would be willing to brave those elements. Probably. You know, because and it's just. I mean, I get it. Do, do you think that the same had had just flip them? They beat Ole Miss and lose to Arkansas. Yeah, I think I think like, losing to Ole Miss takes the shine off of things. This is three straight years for me that State has lost a game to Ole Miss that not only was a bad loss, but it, it deflated a lot of momentum. And again, some of that's how you lost. Yeah, you know, two years you ago, got your teeth kicked in. Two years ago, they went up to Ole Miss in week two of the season. Of the uh, the non conference after starting out non conference, I think they lost one game. They beat Arkansas in Week One. They go up to Ole Miss, had a ten point lead at one point, blow it, and they end up in the NIT. Last year, one loss again in the non conference. Then you start off with a loss in conference play, but you, you're coming to play Ole Miss at home. You feel good about that, and you lose. And then I mean, was there outside of Kentucky? Was there really a good crowd last year for a game? Even no, towards, no, nothing really stands even out. Even towards the end when you knew they were in the tournament. Even yeah. on senior day, not a lot. Yeah, there were a couple crowds down the stretch last year where the team was obviously a tournament team. Yeah, and it just wasn't, it wasn't a good crowd. I mean, you've had better crowds there this year. Yeah. And then again this year, you know, you feel like you, you, you've turned things around and you've won, what, five of six in conference play. It really and, felt like people were buying back in and coming yeah. a little And then yeah, your last two home crowds before that have been really good. And if you just go to Ole Miss and win, I feel like you're going to capture all that momentum and you could have a big crowd here, but you don't. And now I feel like the air is out of the balloon again. So, and it, it just feels like every time the balloon's almost blown up and you're ready to tie the knot, it, it, it gets lo- loose from you and you got to start the process over. You know, it's like, who is that? Is it Sisyphus that rolls the stone up the hill? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And, and, could ever get to the top. That's what this feels like. It feels like Ben Hallen pushes the stone. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if his name's Sisyphus. I'm pretty sure I'm it right. It may be. Uh, you know, he just he pushes the stone up the hill, and right when he's about to get it to the top, it comes down. And he's got to start all over again. And, you know, how long is that going to have to keep going on? I mean, even if this team, like right now, let's say they don't lose again. Well, I guess that's not, that's not a good example because the last game is against Ole Miss. Because that, that'll be a big crowd regardless because it's against Ole Miss. Senior day and Ole Miss. Yeah. So. You say that, though. I mean, if this team just, like, craps the bed the next four or five games. Well, then... I mean, I'm just my point was going to be that if they won the rest of their games going into oh, that, yeah. there would be a huge crowd. Yeah. Would there be a huge crowd? Yes, I think so. But it's because it's Ole Miss. I, I'm just saying, if, if they had won the rest of these games and they get to the last game and they're playing Tennessee, is there a big crowd? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's Ole Miss, there will be a big crowd. So for this game tonight, State's going to have to really rely on toughness. Uh, there have been times this year where they've shown toughness, I think. But there have been some times this year that toughness has been able to frustrate them. So which MSU team, you know, this has been a Jekyll and Hyde season, which MSU team shows up, that's the MSU, that will, MSU team, that will win or lose. Yeah. Simple as that. Which MSU team do you think will show up? I, I think I think you see good MSU on Wednesday night. Um Nick Weatherspoon's had a couple games in a row now where he's just hasn't hadn't been all that great. In fact, one of them was awful, and then Arkansas wasn't just a ton better. Um, but he's been pretty good at home for the most part. 
I, I think Nick is due for a, a bounce back game. Is he your I mean, playmaker? I, I just. I think he is because, like, when, when he's turning the ball over like he has the last couple games, it makes it really tough for State to win. Now, they did win the last one, but uh, I think I will go with him as my playmaker. And I, I just feel like overall, State's going to have a good night. They're, they're at home. Um, they, they seemed, I mean, talking to Abdullah Du and, and Tyson Carter today, they, I mean, they were all smiles. It just, they kind of seemed a little bit loose, which, which may be kind of strange to say now that they're in must win mode a little bit, but. But they did. They they were all happy and jolly, and and sometimes that kind of feeling good about yourself. You just you're at home again. I, I don't know. Everything combined, I just I think state wins this game. So, uh, score, psh, I don't know, seventy seven seventy. I'm gonna go with Reggie Perry as my playmaker. I think it's been three games in a row now without a double double. He's had some good games, had double figures, but he hasn't had a double double. Uh, I think that he gets back on that that track tonight with twenty and ten or something along those lines. Um, I think State will will win as well. I feel like this is what they did last year. They were sort of at this point in the season, and then they just put it all together. And that was without Nick Weatherspoon. Yeah. So I feel like they can do it again. You know, uh, I feel like they're going to, to. I think they're going to get in. I think they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. I, I feel like that's happening. Um, and I think it sort of starts. It started Saturday. I think it continues tonight. So give me a miss you to win this one. Tight game, low scoring game. I agree. It's going to be physical. My, maybe a little blood on the court. It's going to be a street fight. No holds barred in Starkville. Uh, give me State to win 68-63. Low scoring game, I think. Before we go, before we get out of here today, I want to say a, a goodbye to our good friend Bill Martin, yeah. who uh, announced today he is taking a very similar role at the University of Tennessee. Uh, Dan Mullen would describe that as a lateral move, but we will we will be a little more honest with ourselves here. Uh, Bill has been a great friend to uh, to myself, to Joel, and to the Thunder and Lightning podcast, and to the BNB show uh, before that. Whenever I've tried to get people on, you know, whenever we had Joe Moorhead on the past couple of years, that's uh, Bill Martin has set that up for us. Um, he he's been able to put us in you know good spots throughout the years. Always been a pleasure to work with, but more importantly than that, a really good guy, a good friend. And we wish him and Allie, his wife, all the uh, happiness in the world. We will miss them. I wish he would. You, you need to put your fan mode on here a little bit because you two are about the same size. You going to go raid his closet? That's true. I think about that. I, I thought about that. I was like, I wish he was fatter. <laughs> wish he was a four X brother. I go clean him out. So, uh, yeah, um, Bill. I know you still listen. Go give Joel your shirts. I mean, I, I'm not always on the clock. I remember know. when uh, when Joe Galbraith left. He put a picture on Twitter. He had a conference room table full of shirts. Yeah. When Kyle Niblett left. Which nobody except like two people can fit in Kyle Niblett's clothes because he is a – You're looking at is, one of them. Well, there you go. I got a bunch of stuff sitting around the house. I think, Logan, still, I think Logan was able to – The only thing I couldn't – that I wanted to get from him I couldn't was shoes because he wears like an 18 triple E or something. <laughs> on it. He's got monster feet. and uh, But I got a bunch of pullovers and stuff from him. Uh, so that, that that's a a side note to a lot of when these guys leave, you know, for other, especially like Bill, he doesn't need MSU stuff. He can't really. He'll probably keep a few T-shirts to jog in or something. Yeah. But you know, he's gonna be wearing all orange now. So Joel, you need to go. You need I to told go. I told Bill on uh, Tuesday. You shoot him a text right now. And be like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I told Bill on Tuesday he came over for the basketball meet availability. That the next time we see him, whether it's up there or down here somewhere, mm-hmm. I want to see him wearing those Tennessee. Basketball warm up pants. I want <laughs> with those the stripes. On Bill Martin. Next time I see, but no, I it, want him in the the orange and white checkered overalls. Yeah, no, no shirt underneath either. <laughs> it, 
in, in all sincerity, guys, I don't know that you all out there fully appreciate or know how much that man, the 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 sleepless nights and the just the some of the crap he's had to deal with and everything and just everything that he's done for the university. Um, I, I think that if you don't follow Bill on Twitter or if you do or whatever, you, you might want to send him just a thank you for all that he's done because when when Brian says that he's one of the best, he he is absolutely one of the best. Uh, one of the best people, one of the best professionals uh, that, that you'll ever come across in, in this business. And quite frankly, I hate to lose him. <laughs> I, I, I told him today, I asked him, you know, how, how many like Bulldog Burger or whatever you want gift cards would I have to get you? Uh, to to stay, but but I, I, it's not going to happen. Best of luck, best of luck to Bill. Um, yeah, he 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 has to deal with us, you know, knocking down his door, at no telling when, asking questions, and uh, trying to get players, and and uh, trying trying to get info, and just he he he's had to deal with a lot, and he has never never been anything but a first class dude so, to me um, i, I want to so tell I, this I, I hate to lose him as a professional but I hate to lose him as a friend not losing him as a friend we'll be in touch but yeah i'm sure he won't mind if i tell this but he called me i think he called you as well the night before all this broke he's like hey i'm just so he says hey i'm just calling to give you a heads up before all this comes out on social media tomorrow and my first thought was oh god what did they do <laughs> is the ncaa about to hit did, did we did they screw up are they about to get the death because that's my first thought i, was like, I, I, I through the years if Bill Martin calls after five o'clock, something bad has happened. All right, he called me a few weeks ago. I had said something on the air about something or other. I forget. He's like, "You, that's not, that's not what's going on. You can't say that." I'm like, all right, I'll clear it up. And so through the years, if Bill has called after regular working hours, not good. So he called yesterday. It's about seven o'clock. I just got out of the doctor's office. And uh, I was just like, I, I just glanced at my phone. I'm like, oh no! Did you immediately do an I accounting? Of what immediately you had said? was like, what did I say on air today? I didn't say anything. I just talked about baseball. And uh, <laughs> so, and he's like, hey, just just giving you a heads up for this hit social media. And my first immediate thought was NCAA. Like, oh god, there's a notice of allegations or something coming. And he's like, I'm I'm taking this job. And I was like, oh. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but immediately I decompressed. I was like, "God, I'm not looking forward." Or, or I, I honestly talked to me some like Costello's not coming, changed his mind. You know, Leach changed his mind. Yeah. <laughs> he just woke up. He's like, "You know what? I don't want to do this after all." You know, from a from a fan perspective, you guys out there, I I know that a lot of these guys, the Bill Martins of the world, don't get a ton of pats on the back and things. They're kind of in the background doing their doing their stuff, but. I mean, without the, those guys are kind of our lifelines to to get you guys information in, in some instances. Now, I mean, look, you know, you don't completely in in the reporting business always just rely on the school. You can get yourself in a if you're just always waiting on the school to give you info, then you know, good luck getting some info because it just won't happen. But but by and large, I mean, th- these guys help us to tell some of the great stories of these athletes and. Um, allow us the access and kind of fight for us sometimes when need be sometimes when whenever there's things uh you know whether it's access to something i think back to signing day back in december and uh you know we we got to sit in the war room with then head coach joe moorhead things like that i mean that kind of stuff happens because people like bill martin say you know kind of go to war for it now joe warhead was one that was okay with that think about this before bill martin got here msu pro day was not open to the media 
Think about what Pro Day is. That's a showcase for your athletes, right? It was completely closed off to the media. And he got here, and he was like almost incredulous. Like, what do you mean it's closed off? This is a chance for all of our athletes to be showcased and, and spotlighted and all the good stuff they're doing. All these NFL teams are here. This is good publicity. Yeah. And we've been there ever since. Yeah. Yeah, so, so much of the stuff that you guys like to see and enjoy and some of the access that we get so we can bring you good stories and stuff, it happens because you have guys like Bill Martin. And uh, I kid you not, guys, he, he I hadn't been doing this as long as some other folks. I mean, I'm just in like year six, and I'd done it a couple years before too and things. But, I, I mean, he is one of, if not the best, in this league. And uh, that's why Tennessee came knocking at his door. Yep. and. Uh, and I'm that, sure he's now excited. He's gone. You know who his mayor is now? Who? The Big Red Machine. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's he's excited to finally get the chance to work with uh, Jeremy Pruitt. He thought it was going to happen a couple <laughs> years ago, and now it's it's going to happen. So congrats for him. All right, so we will miss you, Bill. Uh, don't be a stranger. And I, I guess he won't be coming to the Christmas party, though. He never made it. I tried to get him to come every year. He's, this is what, he's always too busy. Stay always going to a bowl game. He was putting together stuff. Could never get him away. I was like, Bill, you have to eat. You're going to eat a meal. Come eat it with me. But he he never would. He, that's his loss. We'll see if we can't get him there now. I don't know. So Joe Moorhead's beating Bill Martin one to nothing on Christmas parties. He is. He is. And and they will forever be that way, I would imagine. I can't imagine either one of them are showing up. You think we can get Leach there this year? We're going to pull every string we got on that. <laughs> I, can you imagine him walking I in? just want him to sit on your couch and just start talking. Yeah. Oh, that's I, all I, I want. Buddy, I'll stay away. I'm like coaching me to refill your plate. I'll go get it. Do what you got to do. All right, guys, have a great Wednesday. We will be back with you on Thursday morning, recapping Mississippi State's game with South Carolina. We'll talk to you again then. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.